Welcome, everybody, to the Tiger Take podcast, um, episode two. I'm here with my co-host, Cooper Harrelson. Hello. <laughs> um, let's uh, get into the Music City Bowl, Cooper, and let's uh, kind of talk about how that came into play and how we got uh, picked to go there. Um, so Auburn is uh, facing the Maryland Terrapins. That's their mascot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maryland Terrapins are seven and five. They are seven and five, and I believe that uh, Tua's younger brother is he still the quarterback? Yeah, he is still the quarterback. Yeah. He is their yeah. top passer in every one of their games this year. All right, well, that's a good note of basically who Auburn is playing uh, in Nashville, uh, about three hours from where I am, um, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a nice bowl to uh, go to, I'd say. Um, Take it for about hundred ten bucks for students. Mm-hmm. Um, not not sure if I really want to go to that, but uh, I know I'm sure. It's I mean, they're sold out at this point, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's just kind of uh talk about what we're thinking about this game, Cooper. What what are you hoping to see in this game? Well, looking at we're looking at Maryland's schedule. They they had a pretty good start to the year. They had a five. They started off five and zero, oh, a five game winning streak. Uh, they beat like UVA, Michigan State, and Indiana. They proceeded to go on a four-game losing streak, uh, part two, Ohio State and Penn State, and they rounded out the year uh, beating Nebraska, losing by only a touchdown to Michigan, and then winning at Rutgers. So that puts them 7-5 and five on the year. I think it's going to be a pretty good matchup. Um, the odds, Auburn's only favored by two. Um, so I think, you know, Auburn and Maryland have both had, you know, with – Auburn playing Georgia and Alabama being so close and then Maryland being close to Michigan, I think it's going to be a good game for sure. Um, and I hope that you know, it's not going to be dominated either way, uh, but it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah. The line is currently at two and a half uh, in favor of Auburn, um, and the over-under for the game is uh, 49 and a half. So it should be a pretty close game according to um, uh, Vegas and all them. Uh, but – yeah, I'd kind of, I'd love to see kind of who um, is planning on playing in this game. I wonder if there's going to be any like dropouts. I'm sure there's people mm-hmm. like transfers or whatever. See who will transfer uh, in between um, now and then uh, for the bowl game. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, kind of expecting obviously Peyton Thorne to play in that game, then mm-hmm. um, Jarquez Hunter. So we should have our main guys mm-hmm. to play in that game. And then mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just kind of looking for a decent fun uh win from auburn and mm-hmm. uh hopefully that can end on a good season uh Absolutely. first year under Hugh freeze but um that's kind of uh we'll go into more depth as we get closer um to the bowl game in another podcast but um that's just a little sneak peek uh at uh the music city bowl that auburn's playing in on a little bit of an early preview yeah a little bit of an early one uh on december 30th um, that game will be played at, uh, on December 30th at 1 p.m. on ABC. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of our little preview of that game. Um, mm-hmm. Cooper, let's go ahead and move on to the um, basketball game, the basketball uh, team. Yeah. Auburn Auburn. basketball, they've had you know, a great win against Indiana on Saturday. They look to build on that tonight against UNC Asheville in Huntsville. That game is sold out, and we're hoping for a good atmosphere there. Um after the loss against App State last week, it was a good good rebound to get that win against Indiana and Holloway and Joe Williams. We both had great games, each with 24 points. Uh, Denver Jones, Katie Dotson as well. It's Katie City after all. So, um, 
But Bruce Pearl, just looking at, he was he was very satisfied um, with the performance against Indiana. Um, he had a press conference yesterday, um, and here's what he had to say about that. But the thing that I was as proud of as anything is the way Auburn basketball looked on and off the court. On the court, we played pre very pretty basketball. The way we shot it, the way we shared it, um, the way we defended. Um, off the court, we looked like we belonged. Nobody travels more than IU and UK. And Saturday afternoon in Atlanta, in an NBA facility, um, Indiana basketball fans got to see just how much Auburn basketball matters. It's quite the statement. Indiana basketball fans got to see just how much Auburn basketball matters. Um, just a great win overall, 28 points, 20-point 20 win. Uh, just a huge game off um, off the loss to App State. So that, that was some, to, some fun to watch for sure at the Holiday Hoops giving game. Um, and then Bruce Pearl also previewed the UNC Asheville game tonight. Uh, he said it feels like a trap game a little bit. You know, that said, this is a trap game. Um, kind of kind of feels a lot like the Appy State game. Um, having just beaten a really good Virginia Tech team. Um, then we go to App State, and, on the, and the next one's Indiana. All right, we just beat a, a really good Indiana team. We go play uh, Asheville and Huntsville. We got Southern Cal coming in Sunday. Any further thoughts on that, William? What do you What are you expecting tonight? Yeah, um, really, just I mean, I wanted to kind of touch on the Indiana game. Um, I was watching that game, and the past two, I also went to the game last year in which they played in the Holiday Hoops Giving mm -hmm. Game, um, and they have lost both uh, matchups in the previous uh, two years before this year. Um, it didn't look that great in those games. Um, but this game, they had a slow start um, to Indiana. Indiana got out to a fast start. Um, but then they were able to go on a 17-1 run um, kind of late or sort of midway to late in the first half. And that kind of jump-started um, them having a great game, especially from KD, as you saw. And then Jedi Brewer probably had a good game as well. Uh, or no, actually he did not. He did not have his best game. So honestly, players uh, – Aiden Holloway, freshman, did played well this game. Uh, Jade, Janai Perrin was really surprising not to have that great of a game. He only had two points on one of six shooting, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting, surprising considering that this this game was really built in the front court in terms of a matchup because you had two mm -hmm. players in uh, Indiana that are really good in um, uh, Kalel Ware and Malik Renew, both uh, top 40 prospects in their respective classes. Um, and they both had solid games, but Jen Ibram didn't. So mm -hmm. thankful, thankfully, the guards for Auburn showed up in that game, mm -hmm. and, uh, extend the lead, um, and come out with a win. I think it was really important for them to get that win, um, especially with the trap game coming up against UNC Asheville. Um, UNC Asheville, um, they're a lower level team, um, kind of a mid major sort of team. They, uh, they have made the tournament in recent years. Um, they're led by uh, a fifth-year senior, I believe, in Drew Pember. He used to play mm -hmm. at Tennessee, um, transferred after his uh, 
second year at there and then has been a dominant force there averaging 18.1 points on 50% shooting. Um, there's, there's also their reading rebounder at 7 points, 2 points for a game. Um, but as of right now, um, yeah, so that's kind of what uh, Auburn's looking like heading into this matchup. I suppose there will probably be another front court matchup. Um, mm -hmm. Drew Pember, see if Janiver can bounce back. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the game. Um, another thing I wanted to point out, I was just looking up just like Auburn news or whatever, and I saw a New York uh, post on the internet. The title of the post is uh, College Basketball Future Odds. Auburn could win national title. Hmm. So okay. that, that's, a big, that's a big story right there. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's something. It said Auburn and Maine are like two. The, currently, Auburn is 60 to 1 odds in Caesar Sportsbooks to win the national title. But they're kind of, um, I mean, as of the way they're looking right now, without besides the App State game, they, they're looking decent. They're playing pretty decent against uh, good, decent competition. They're currently ranked um, uh, one spot outside uh, Kim, top 10 in Ken Palm, uh, mm -hmm. predicted sports metric uh, site for college basketball. They're ranked uh, top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency and uh, number 16th in uh, top uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so that's they've definitely improved um, since that game. Um, and it was very important for them to get going um, in that game because the past two games, uh, Auburn's guards have shot one of beside before the Indiana game. The past two games, Auburn's guard shot one of twenty-seven from three. Yeah, that's a bad stat. That was a struggle. That that it was good that they were able to bounce back in terms of that. Um, and they went fourteen for twenty-nine against Indiana. Fourteen of twenty-nine. That that's good to see. Hopefully, they can keep that up against UNC Asheville or something similar to that, um, so that they're not caught in another trap game, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then also looking ahead to USC, um, the USC game. Um, you, That'll be fun. You'll probably go to that. I'll probably go. <laughs> you'll probably go get to see Bronny James. Um, and. That'll be fun. Maybe LeBron shows up. Maybe you can go shake his hand. That would LeBron be fun. And Auburn? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, that's kind that'll, of that'll only be the fourth game, fourth home game of the year. By the way, just like with all the, you know, I believe Coach oh, Carroll yeah. was like, you know, we, they recently played their eighth game of the year, and it feels like they played eighteen. But just like yeah. with all the good competition they've had, especially like in neutral sites and on the road, it's great great experience to have uh, before getting to some SEC play happening sooner than we think so for sure yeah that's true very true uh, um but yeah just kind of uh that that's those are the next two games coming up on Auburn's schedule um they're during the break when students aren't in school um but they will be games to look out for um with UNC Asheville and playing in Huntsville which is honestly just a home game honestly mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's a weird uh it's a weird uh place to play in terms of a uh, neutral site game as well mm -hmm. as just like the opponent as well so it's interesting it's honestly a home game if we can yeah i expect the Auburn family to show up big oh yeah I, i'm i'm positive about that as well um but yeah that's kind of the basketball um update for auburn um but yeah that's kind of that's all we're going to talk about there uh but let's let's go ahead and get to our triple threat segment cooper um and let's go ahead and talk about uh 
hockey and what you have to say about hockey. What, what's going on in the hockey world? Here's the hockey update of the week, William. Uh, the Capitals are doing okay. We got got a solid win over the Rangers at home this past week um, and got a big win against the Blackhawks on the road um, after just getting smacked 6 nothing against Arizona. Uh, not really what you want to see. They got those two wins there, and they look to build off of that against Philadelphia tomorrow night. Um, power play is still a struggle. We're 6 for 73 on the year, which is dead last in the entire league. Um, so hope to improve on that despite, you know, we still have a winning record. Um, but that need that needs to change for sure. Um, you need to figure out what's going on with Alex Ovechkin. He's, he's gone 10 games without a goal. He's on pace for 16 on the season with five so far, and he's never finished under 20 goals in his career. Um, so just diving into it, like his pacing of shots and goal, like he's very similar pace in the last year. Um, he ranks 24th in shots on goal in the league with 90. Uh, over 50% of his shots are above 80 miles an hour, so he hasn't lost that speed. But all it takes is a hot streak, and we'll see where he goes from there. I think I still feel confident that will catch up to Wayne Gretzky, who is the all-time goals leader, and Ovechkin is in second place. So hopefully he finds this hot streak soon. Um, another interesting story, this morning there was a press conference in Alexandria with Caps and the Wizards owner, uh, Ted Leotsis, and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. They are looking to relocate to Alexandria, Northern Virginia. Uh, there's a plan this morning um, unveiled in a press conference beginning in 2028. They look to move across the river to Alexandria beginning in 2028. So that's something to look out for there. Uh, overall, uh, look at other parts of the league, the Edmonton Oilers played the Chicago Blackhawks last night. Um, it's a little matchup between the star rookie, Connor Bedard, and the veteran, Connor McDavid. Connor Bedard scored one goal. Got his team on the board, but then the Oilers went up to score four unanswered and a decisive four to one victory. Uh, St. Louis Blues head coach Craig Berube, Craig Berube got fired. He was their coach for six seasons, uh, and their interim head coach is Drew Bannister. He takes over, and that is all I have for this week's hockey update. Thank you, Cooper. Appreciate it for that hockey update. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk. A little bit about college basketball, and then I'm going to give a little uh, update on NBA um, basketball, what's going on in both those uh, um, respective sports. Um, right now, for college basketball, I just want to highlight three teams that are uh, doing that are on the um, national scene as of this moment. Um, Arizona, the number one ranked team, they are currently one of seven last seven of the last undefeated teams left um, in Division One. Um, I believe, um, and they are ranked number one uh, in the nation as of this moment um, with a recent win coming over uh, Wisconsin. Um, they defeated them 98-73. to 73. They've got about, um, let's see here, they've got a lot of ranked wins with one of them also coming against Duke earlier in the season, I believe I touched on um, in our last podcast. I'm not sure if I can't, if I touched on that also, but as of right now, they're also ranked number one in the net with two quad one wins. Um, and they, uh, they're they a team to look out for with Caleb Love um, on their team uh, and some other established veterans. 
Um, they are currently one of the big matchups that they have this weekend is currently uh, number one Arizona versus uh, number uh, three Purdue. That's a Zach Eady on Purdue, uh, reigning national player of the year. Uh, that's going to be a game to watch on Peacock uh, this Saturday. Um, that could be for the number one spot um, going forward. Um, and that's that's a game to look out for. Another team to look uh, to watch um, is Connecticut. Connecticut's another team, the ring national champions from last year. Uh, they're they're playing pretty well. They're uh, ranked number fifth in the nation at nine and one, uh, with their lone uh, loss coming against uh, Kansas uh, in a close battle. Um, but they're a team that could definitely repeat as national champions. They're top ten in uh, both or top twenty, I believe, in uh, both offense and defense um, in their respective metrics. Uh, and they've got some players from last year that are. We're on that national team and are looking really well, really good as of this moment. They have an upcoming game this Friday against number 10, Gonzaga. Um, that's a game to watch. Um, and then my last team that to look out for in terms of uh, college basketball is uh, Illinois. Illinois just recently came off two games that were top uh, 20 matchups. One, they had a win in the Jimmy V Classic against FAU. A uh, team that went to the Final Four last year and brought a lot of players back. Uh, that was a big win for them. Uh, and then they also had a game that was a close one against Tennessee at at Tennessee. They ended up losing that one, but they're still a good team as of right now, I believe, um, and could definitely make a decent run in the NCAA tournament. But that's my update on college basketball right now. I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the NBA because uh, I believe a few days ago, or actually this past weekend, uh, the NBA in-season tournament, it, I don't know if you've heard of that yeah. um, for our listeners, but uh, that was going on for uh, the beginning of the NBA season, first tw- 20 or so games. Uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers ended up defeating the Indiana Pacers uh, for the first NBA in-season tournament. Uh, LeBron won the MVP trophy of that tournament, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not surprised. It's not surprising at all, especially when you have LeBron on your team. kind of has to go to him. Uh, but that's something that no other team could say that they had the first, they won the first one. That's pretty important. I think when it comes to his, to LeBron's resume, uh, I believe, but, uh, that was a, that was a really successful, um, tournament for the NBA. I think it brought a lot of, brought a lot of revenue in a lot of money. All the players got $500,000 from that uh, game as an added bonus for the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously not every Mm -hmm. player. But um, that's just uh, a little highlight of the NBA that uh, I think a lot of people watch and uh, something to take note of as we go uh, further into the season for the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, an update on that. Uh, and, yeah, that's my basketball uh, update, Cooper. So let's go ahead and get into the NFL and our fantasy uh, teams because we just ended our yeah. fantasy season. Right I, got, I got good news for you, William. What's the good news, Coop? You're not going to Waffle House. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that news. I badly needed that news because I did not want to spend 24 hours at Waffle House. So, so William who finished is, who is second. Who is going to Waffle House? Daniel Schultz is going to be going to Waffle House. He's, going, he's on, let's see, a 3-11 and record. So not great. But he is our last place finish in the league. Uh, I finished out seven and seven. Unfortunately, I was one game back at my playoff spot. 
I either yeah. needed to win or need one of two people to lose. Unfortunately, both of those two people won and I lost. So I did not oh. get a playoff spot, but that's okay because I'm not going to Waffle House. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead. What, what are some games that you saw from this weekend that uh, caught your eye? I think one game in particular, um, I don't know if you saw, that caught my eye, that caught my eye uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs-Buffalo Bills game. That was a crazy game. It was a controversial one, too, according to a lot of people. But, um, Coop, I don't eh. if you can if you could possibly uh, bring up the – if you could look for it while I talk, uh, the yeah. conference of uh, Patrick Mahomes and what he had to say about the play I'm about to talk about, that would be great. Um, but so for our listeners, um, if you didn't weren't able to catch the game, maybe you saw it on social media or the highlights or whatever. Um, but Patrick – it was a close game, 20-17. to 17. Uh, The Bills were leading in, a, in the fourth quarter. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, they were going down the field, I believe, in the final minutes um, on probably their last drive. And Patrick Mahomes, I think he was towards the – they were near the 50-yard line midfield or something. And Patrick, Mah- Patrick Mahomes threw it across the field to uh, Travis Kelsey, who ran for a few yards. And then he lateral- he threw a backwards pass. Um, who was it, Coop? Who, who, who was the player that threw it to? Uh, it was Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony and Kadarius Tony ran in for a touchdown. It was a crazy play that happens. Probably one of the all the both announcers were going crazy, were stunned by it. Um, but unfortunately, Kadarius Tony got flagged because he was offsides. And he offsides, was offsides. Offsides penalty. I mean, that was just gut wrenching for them, Cooper. And that was crazy because that was an awesome play that was taken away for yeah. possibly the win. The winning play of the game, but that, but he was obviously offsides when we saw mm-hmm. the, the review. And uh, if you have the, I uh, saw the the referee said like he gave some sort of statement after the game. I believe it was on Monday, and he said he was so offsides I couldn't see the ball being snapped. So, watching <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad. But um, yeah, uh, I'm still trying to find Mahomes. Obviously, you can look at the video, and and I'm sure if you're watching the game, just he was just fuming on the refs, and you know, just, it was a bad call. There was also like a viral interaction after the game going to Josh Allen, like he was so lines of like that's the baddest call I've ever seen. Yeah, um, no, it's it, just a tough way to go out, um, especially after that play. It just set them back, and they couldn't really get anything going after that. Um, and it was good for the Bills because now they're still in the playoff picture. I think it was a big win for them. Um, but I think you just really have to look at the Kansas City Chiefs coop and uh, just the wide receivers are killing them uh, throughout the season. They're just not showing up when Patrick Mahomes needs them to, um, mm-hmm. besides Travis Kelsey. Um, but Travis Kelsey has even had some bad games. Uh, the just the other wide receivers are just dropping passes and are not mm-hmm. showing up in big moments. And I think that was displayed, especially this past weekend. Um, Absolutely. So that's, that's just a game of notes. And then you also had another game uh, for Sunday night football, Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles at yeah, Dallas. That was do- dominant win for the Cowboys. It was really, really big because I mean now you can kind of get on the deck. I think I'm now on the deck hype for uh, MVP because I'm mean, <laughs> the big team by a lot. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company. Um, so I believe he's the leading uh, front runner for MVP. I mean the game 
it, it was a really good game for Dallas. Um, I believe they're eleven and three or ten and three, ten and three or eleven and three now, um, uh, in the standings. Uh, and just Jalen Hurts, I, they've lost their past two games. Um, not looking great uh, as of right now for them. I think they're gonna need a really big bounce back win uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, play the Seahawks in Monday Night Football, and then the Cowboys play the Bills. That's that'll be a fun game to watch uh, this Sunday. Uh, and yeah, that those are kind of the two games uh, that were big this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless Coop, you saw yeah. some, another game of watch that interesting. Uh, so the let's see, it was the Vikings and the Raiders. It was a three nothing game that went final. It was like three nothing, and it's crazy oh, how. Like low scoring that game was, I, you know, it, it looked to be similar to the the Texans and Jets game. That game was tied zero um, zero at the half, and there was like eleven straight punts in the first half. Dang. So that was the defensive slugfest until the Jets and Zach Wilson went off. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson went. Off. I, I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah. Zach Wilson went off through for like three hundred yards, and uh, the Jets won three to six in an absolute nightmare game. For the so, Texans, yeah, Stroud is hurt. Um, Nico Collins is hurt. Larson Jr. got hurt. Um, so hopefully those injuries get better throughout the week. But CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol, so that's not okay. great for uh, Texas fans like me. Yeah, I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Cooper. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, something another game. What the last thing I'll touch on uh, for the NFL. Uh, a game I was watching Monday night uh, was the Dolphins and Texas uh, – Dolphins and uh, the Titans game. That was crazy. I don't know if you saw the ending of that. Oh, it was absolutely. 13-13, and apparently I caught kind of the end of it. I guess one, the receipt, the um, punt returner for the Titans fumbled it, and yep. then the Dolphins recovered it like mm-hmm. six yards to go or, or like a six-play drive wasn't yep. that much, like kind of in their territory. They scored, mm-hmm. and yep. then – the Titans got the ball back and then fumbled mm-hmm. it right away. Derrick Henry mm-hmm. fumbled yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like they were trying to intentionally lose the football game and then before exactly. you knew it, yeah. and they then, threw the opposite. <laughs> and then guess what? Guess what happened? The Titans end up coming yeah. and winning the game. Yep. And they're like, how the heck did that happen? I just turned it off after I saw the second touchdown <laughs> in, in a span of three minutes. And crazy. When I saw that they won, I was like, how could this have happened? And I don't. I guess they got an onside kick after scoring the first one. Did you see that? Or I, I'm not sure I don't, what happened. I don't. They didn't get the onside kick. They just used their timeouts and. Um, they did it within three minutes, and yeah. it's crazy. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Where like they scored like with three minutes left to go, and then they got all their timeouts. And I mean, I guess Miami couldn't do anything. It was mm-hmm. just that's just bad defense, in my opinion. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, just we're not. I mean. It seemed like Miami felt like they had the game, according mm-hmm. to their players. They were just dancing and prancing around after getting yeah. those two touchdowns. Um, but it goes to show you that the game's not over until it's over. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, that's that's kind of the update on the NFL. Uh, let's, let's get to our last segment, the uh, Tiger Take segment, uh, where we uh, do our picks for the game. Hopefully this one won't uh, uh, coop. Uh, get cut out. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it will not get cut out this time. We won't have any of those technical okay, difficulties. Sure. Uh, I didn't, didn't want to. I just was messing with you there, Coop. Uh, <laughs> but any, anyways, uh, yeah, we just had a 
bit of trouble last uh, episode with that, but hopefully we can get this to you um, now. So what, what's our first game? Uh, so we'll be paying a total of full games uh, to our yes. audience. Yeah, we got a total of eight games. Yep. They start this Saturday. We got six on Saturday. We got one on Monday and one on Tuesday. Uh, awesome. Start, we got the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Georgia Southern and Ohio. Who do you got? Well, what's the line, Coop? You know the line, Georgia there. Southern minus three and a half. Okay. Mm. I don't know much about either team, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to do a coin flip. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I'm going to take the... I'm gonna take the Bobcats. Okay. Bobcats. Um, reason being is uh, Georgia Southern, their basketball team. Uh, I watched them and I didn't like them, uh-huh. so <laughs> I'm going with uh, I'm going with the opposite team. Maybe the okay because uh, I just don't like their athletic program. I'll say okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Ohio Bobcats. What about you? I'm gonna have to disagree with you because right. Georgia. If you look at Georgia Southern's offense, uh, they top Ohio in yards per game, passing yards, uh, points per game, and I think that they'll win by more than three points. Uh, but that game will be 10 a.m. on Saturday on ESPN. Next, we got the New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State, Louisiana. Jacksonville State minus three. And that game will yeah. be at 115. All right. Let's, uh, what's the next game, Coop? Uh, we also got got Miami, Ohio, and App State and the Cure Bowl minus App State minus six and a half. Who do you got? I've got App State in this one, Coop. Me too. Uh, we got New Mexico State and Presto State in the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State minus three and a half. I got New Mexico State because it's the New Mexico Bowl. Right. How about you? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, Coop, especially with New Mexico State apparently winning their conference championship or going to it, at least. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with them. Next, we got the LA Bowl with UCLA and Boise State. More well-known programs there. Uh, UCLA minus four against Boise State. Who do you got? Uh, let's see. So Boise State. Um, I know a little bit about them because they uh they lost to Memphis uh earlier in the year in a shootout. Uh, but I believe they also won their conference championship somehow. Yeah, they won a, the Mountain West championship against UNLV. Uh, I'm going to go with Boise in this one, uh, UCLA. Um, their coach is Chip Kelly, right? Do you mm. know that? I believe so. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to go against UCLA, but I'm going to go with Boise State. All right. Let's see. Next game is the Independence Bowl with Cal and Texas Tech. Texas Tech minus three. Mm. Well, Auburn played Cal earlier in the year, and that was a tough matchup. But then again, neither it was not that fun of a game to watch. It wasn't. Uh, and then uh, they beat UCLA, so that's that's mm-hmm. it. That's the game. Well, Texas Tech beat Kansas early in the year, ranked team. Mm-hmm. That's something. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas Tech in this one. I agree uh, with you. Just because of their one-ranked win. Mm-hmm. All right, we got two more games to go. The game on Monday, we got Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Old Dominion minus two and a half, and that's the famous Toastery Bowl. All right. And then my handy dandy cold flip <laughs> heads is Western Kentucky, tails is Old Dominion, okay. and it landed on tails. So I'm going Old Dominion. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, like if you if we look at uh, all their stats, like yards per game, uh, Western Kentucky only has 20 more yards per game um, 
Western Kentucky has the advantage in passing yards, but Old Dominion has rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go with Western Kentucky because they have a bit points per game, a bit more points per game offensively. Um, so I think I'm going to take Western Kentucky on this one. Uh, and last game is the Frisco Bowl between the University of Texas San Antonio and Marshall uh, UTSA minus 13. Uh, I'm going to go with the Sundering Herd because of the uh, movie We Are Marshall. If you've seen okay. that movie, it's a really good movie. Yep. I suggest you watch it. Um, it brought me to tears. Uh, so I'm going to go with okay. Marshall. All right. I'm going to go with Marshall, too, only because the spread is minus 13. I think Marshall covers, uh, but I think uh, Texas San Antonio is going to win out. But, uh, yeah, that's all the games that we got up until Tuesday at 19th. So that, that Frisco Bowl is going to be the 19th at 8 p.m. And the next game after that will be USF and Syracuse. That won't be until a week from tomorrow. So we'll save those picks for another time. Uh, but yeah, that is all I got for a Tiger Take. And I guess that's the end of the episode. Yep. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening, everybody. Cooper's going to try and get this episode up as quick as possible. Um, and uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, and go Tigers. Yeah, thank you, everyone. War Eagle.